This week's episode of If I Was a Betting Man is brought to you by Draft.com. Do you like fantasy sports but don't want to commit to a whole season? On Draft, you play live snake drafts with other people, just like in a season-long league. Drafts last for just one night, and once you're done drafting, that's it. No trades, no waiver wire, just set it and forget it. And the best part, play for cold, hard cash and get paid out the next day. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. And all If I Was a Betting Man listeners get a free entry into a real money football draft when you make your first deposit just use the promo code betting man that's right play a real money game for free just for using the promo code betting man when you make your first deposit search draft in your app store or go to draft.com and enter the promo code betting man today this week it's super bowl weekend 2019 plus NBA moves all this week on If I Was a Betting Man! Vinny, how you doing, buddy? Doing good. How are you? Back in the betting man loft. It's been a little bit of a break. We've been doing a lot of remote pieces. We have. But now we're back. We're we're excited about the Super Bowl. It's a big weekend. We're excited about all these NBA trades that have oh, been going on. Super excited. <laughs> Loved every second of it. I'm probably in the... In the little of a small portion that loved that trade yesterday. Okay, so this is great. I wanted to talk about this first, right off the right off the top. So we're recording this on Friday evening. Um, obviously, yesterday on Thursday, uh, the media says that uh, Porzingis has met with the uh, Knicks ownership and has said that he's unhappy with where the team is going. From there, literally three and a half hours later. Uh, the trade is announced where Porzingis, Courtney Lee, and Tim Hardaway Jr. are traded to the Mavericks for Dennis Smith Jr., uh, DeAndre Jordan, or the shell of what used to be DeAndre Jordan, whatever that is, Wesley Matthews, and two future first-round picks, um, which seems like a good haul um, considering that Courtney Lee and Tim Hardaway, they've been trying to get off the team for a long time, a while since they signed them, since they signed both of them. Um, and I mean, they don't need another point guard. Um, and there was also, uh, there's another guy too from the Knicks. It was Trey, uh, uh, Trey Burke, Trey Burke, right. Trey Burke was also, uh, thrown in, um, as somebody they needed to get rid of just because they were bringing in, uh, the best player that they got was Dennis Smith Jr. He's the only one under contract for any significant amount of time. DeAndre Jordan, uh, Wesley Matthews contracts expire after this season. So they've got a little bit of dead weight on the roster that they can continue to tank with, Correct. which works out really well for the Knicks. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. Uh, has nobody seems to like Dennis Smith Jr. anymore. Well, I like Dennis Smith Jr. There was he a period a re- of time he where a really he, good rookie year. Where right, really strong rookie season. Uh, seemed to have a good motor. Seemed very motivated. Seemed like he was playing uh, really strong basketball for a while there uh, last year. Um, and then now everybody is very low on him. I haven't really watched the Mavericks play. Well, the problem is he's not the he's not a player who could really play off the ball. And he needs a ball in his end. And once the Mavericks got Luca, that was that was just going to change. Right. So they sort of had no. They didn't no have place a use for him. for him, right? Yeah. And I think with the Knicks, he's going to be great. I really do. Really? I like him. I do. And I think Fisdale's the perfect coach for him. Hmm. I really do. I think. Uh, listen, I love this trade. Wow. People in New York are jumping off buildings about a guy who Przingis. Listen, great guy. Uh, I have no qualms with him just for the fact that he really can't stay on the court. So right. So in the offseason, the Knicks were going to give this guy one hundred forty million. Right. A guy who has a not, max deal. A guy who has one proven he can't play more than sixty games. 
Two, when he does get to that 40-50 game, he always starts the year strong. Can't deny right. that. He'll do 30 and 15, and he'll back-to-back-to-back. But to that's, back. Every, that's every uh, you know one, two, and three-year player, really. Yes. Especially a guy that's 7-2 like he 100%. is. 100%. But every year before he got hurt or whatever, but he his numbers always started to drop. And I'm not saying this kid doesn't have a great future. I'm saying the Knicks at this moment, made the right move. And I don't even, I got to be honest, I think this was on the Knicks' minds for a couple of months. I don't think he just walked in uh-huh. and six hours later the Knicks made a trade. This was brewing. Well, uh, it does seem like it was uh, from the Knicks' point of view. That being said, um, the for, for Porz, from Porzingis' point of view, you know, the way that that meeting that they had in the morning was billed was that it was Porzingis' meeting, right? So... He has that meeting. Um, it also comes out that the day before, excuse me, he had his first sort of physical shoot around where he was shooting three pointers and he dunked the basketball a bunch of times and he felt good. Um, everybody's saying that the ACL is healing nicely, um, which, I mean, he's going to be sidelined for a, probably at least another month. Correct. Um so he could contribute this season to the Mavericks, but he wasn't going to contribute to a Knicks team this season um, because they probably would have just shut him down because they don't want to win anything. No. Um, so, I mean, it depends on how much you liked Porzingis compared to the max contracts that they can bring in, right? So everybody is saying that because they did this, the only path forward for the Knicks is through Durant and Kyrie Irving. And I don't know if you saw, but just hours ago, Kyrie Irving, um, when asked... He changed if, his tune. ...if he was going to be a Celtic uh, after this season, said, ask me on July yep. 1st. He changed his tune which from is what a, he said. That is quite a change. That yes. is quite a change. And I'll tell you what, I bet the city of Boston is not happy no. with him right now. I got to be honest. I would wonder if the Celtics might look to trade him this week. Well, that would be... That would be meh, that could be detrimental to their regular season. A hundred percent. But I'm wondering if the Celtics really think, "Wow, he's not staying with us." If we could find the team that would take him. Let me I- ask you this: Do you think that right now the favorite to win uh, the East is uh, is the Boston Celtics? No, no. No, not at all. The the Celtics, to me, have no shot of making the finals. Well, they've had a hard time, really, no shot. They've had a hard time with team chemistry, but they have a and great AJ's coach. And AJ's going to owe me more money because of that. They have a great coach. They have uh, an incredibly deep roster with guys literally. Too deep. They're just, you know, wasting know, I, everybody's time on the bench. I never thought I'd say that, but the Celtics are too deep. Uh, Gordon Hayward has been awful. Uh, he's coming off the bench. He's still playing a fair amount of minutes he's because a, he's a year away still they're trying to get him back into the flow of things um he's probably a year away i mean that's the, that's what happens when you have a detrimental issue to learn how to trust your body again yeah. takes a lot of time i mean look at let's talk about paul george the year he came back yeah not good he wasn't that good the second year is when he and felt now he's, he's he's great he's on i mean if it wasn't for for harden jo- paul george would probably be the mvp in terms of right. like what's going on there right continued statistics i mean so to me, it seems like Kyrie wants out. Sorry, um, in the Greek freak. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Kyrie wants out. Uh, the other side of that coin is uh, Kevin Durant, who is a guy who is probably going to, I mean, 
literally, I can't imagine the Warriors not winning another championship this year. The way Cousins has fit into that team, um, how much they're rolling right now, um, how they're allowing everyone to sort of, there's no pressure on anyone, but everyone is stepping up, uh, including Clay, including uh, Steph, including everybody. Durant, is his numbers are consistent and strong, and he's still having days where he just goes off. Um, it seems like they're in an ideal situation to win another championship. Can I uh, throw out a real Nick-like shotgun? What if the Knicks get the number one pick? Yeah. And then they could offer, in, in, the, in the summer, sign Durant, sign Irving, and offer, if they get the number one pick, Zion, Knox, D. Smith, and the two Mavericks picks for Anthony Davis. Well, so Anthony Davis came out yesterday and said that no matter what happens, no matter who he signs with this year, um, because he's going to get signed before the trade deadline, no matter who he signs with, um, he is going to be a Laker in 2020, which doesn't make any sense to me why you would announce that. Wait, did he really announce that? that's That's what I read. I read that in 2020, he's going to be a Laker. I'll look it up. Okay. I didn't hear that. Um, I know he said it's just time to go, but that would be strange for someone to just be like, well, I'm going to be a Laker. Well, because the reality is... So he just wants that trade to happen real quick? Well, I mean, listen, if the La- I heard the Lakers aren't low-balling the, the Pelicans. And if the Pelicans could actually get Kuzma, Lonzo, yeah. and an Ingram, and a draft pick, I think... I think the Pelicans have to do that now. I think uh, maybe not Kuzma, but you, I think you got to take Ingram and you got to take Lonzo. Lonzo is probably the best player in that group, right? Ooh, so I think Kuzma is. You do? I do. Hasn't his play dipped a lot this season? Hasn't he been? No, he's been, he's been the consistent? best out of all of them. If you look at his numbers, Kuzma's been the best. He's the most consistent. Well, that's... Uh, you know, I can't find anything that says that he... Well, regardless, the... the I mean, regardless, it seems like he wants to be a Laker. Well, there's no question that he wants to be a Laker. Yes. There's no question. Um, but it's funny. Uh, Charles Barkley came out yesterday and said he thinks the NBA needs to block any trade to the Lakers uh, on the grounds see, of collusion. See, uh, I get that, but you know what? Charles Barkley, and I love Charles Barkley, and I never shit on him. Charles, I know it was late in your career, but you went to Houston with with Hakeem yeah. and Clyde. Like, stop these. Pl- I, I don't. I don't enjoy these players coming out a year before and demanding trades. Right. I don't think it's right. I think the NBA does well by its players, and the owners do well by their players. And I think the NBA more than any other sport. And I think the players should just respect that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That all their money is guaranteed, no matter what. These owners. Do the right thing by the NBA players. And I think Anthony Davis, I, I know he's un- unhappy in New Orleans, but to come out and to do this and to hurt a team that has has provided for you, I don't like. Well, that's the thing is that's why he needs to put himself in a position. I mean, that's one of the arguments for him being traded now is that it helps that organization by getting more assets this season. And I agree with that. I'm saying he should have privately went to the organization. Right. And it shouldn't have been his agent saying anything. The NBA needs to, that needs to be worked on. You want out, go to an organization, go directly to the guys in charge and try to keep it. I know in this day and age, it's hard to keep something like that silent, 
but your agent shouldn't be the one telling everyone. Well, I, I just think that's wrong. Like the Jimmy Butler fiasco, now Anthony Davis, right. and I don't think Anthony Davis is on the on the level of Jimmy Butler where he's going to disrupt practice and stuff. But right. that's that that stuff is just horrible. You're making twenty million a year, right? You need to be a little bit more professional when it comes to that. This isn't the NFL where they blackball you or right. The, or right now and whatever's going on in baseball that there's going to be a work stoppage in a year or two, right? You know, like the NBA does the right thing, and the players need to. I don't know. The, the, I mean, this is now now where we live in a world where if you are, um, uh, you know, a top three uh, guy in your maybe third season, fourth season, and you are looking for your first max contract after your rookie deal, you're now now the precedent's been set where no matter where you get signed, um, say it is the Pelicans. Uh, you're going to get to a point where you just cast that team aside. I mean, it's sort of like it sort of takes value away from these high draft picks because they haven't been able to do anything in New Orleans. They haven't been able to do anything in teams all over the league where they've gotten high draft picks. Um, That said, you know, Steph Curry was a uh, was a high draft. Well, he was a mid first number. Yeah. Number eight. Mid first uh, top top third. Um, of the first round, so and now they've built around him. Um, of course, the Knicks have the ninth pick. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's the thing, though. Is could Steph have been Steph if he'd gone to the Knicks? Yes. Would he have had the success in New York that he was able to have in in Golden State with uh, you know in the Bay Area with all of the you know criticism that would have been heaped upon him? It just seems like it's very difficult. Um, I don't you know we it. Is it is it that the Knicks are that bad at drafting where they can't get anybody to do anything? Even though Knox is playing, I think the Knicks have just been unlucky. pretty well. Uh, but you think so? Unlucky? Unlucky. Some some have been really bad decisions, but I'm hoping that that the tide is turning. I really do. I am as optimistic as I've ever been. Yesterday was a big start to that. I love well, that trade. I think they won the trade, and I think they won it because I think. And you said this before. I think that we're going to continue to see health issues from Porzingis. Yes. And, and even gonna, if we don't get Durant, we got two number one draft picks. That's correct. huge. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens uh, in the next. You know, it's 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 an exciting time to be a Knicks fan. Um, as soon as this season ends, <laughs> as soon as uh, the draft, the day before the day of the draft is a very exciting day for. Well, Knicks the draft fans. lottery will be one of the more exactly. exciting days. Absolutely, it's going to be crazy. As uh, long as the Knicks can stick it out and stay in that bottom three where they are comfortably right Knicks now. Knicks get that number one pick. I'm going to faint, faint. I mean, it's still a 33 percent chance that they're going to get it, right? Uh, less than that. I mean, basically, if the Knicks because have, it's four guys, so right, there's it's th- the top the, three. The top three teams have the same the best same chance. So basically, and then the fourth team also has an opportunity. Yeah, so correct? basically, the Knicks would. It's. I think it's like a. If the Knicks finish dead last, all those three teams will have like an 18% chance. The thing about right. finishing at least dead last is after the number one pick, if the Knicks are dead last, they can't, they get, right. they can't go any further than five. Mm-hmm. Where the team that is uh, the fourth worst can go all the way up to nine. Right. So it's going to be a crapshoot. It's crazy. I mean, that is a good way to uh, try to stop tanking. But it's still, man, it sucks. No. By the way, I uh, speaking of crapshoot, real quick, I watched the Cooler last night. It's on HBO oh, really? Demand. Oh, god, it's so good. <laughs> That's one of Alec Baldwin's best movies. Oh, it's so good. It is so good. 
It is a good movie. And what's her name? What's Maria Bello. Maria Bello. She's hot, man. The great Maria Bello, right in her prime. Yep. Right at her Maria Belloist. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit about uh, what the Mavericks are going to be going into the playoffs. You think they have? Can they get? Can they? First of all, they're not very good. No, the Mavericks have no shot, especially with LeBron back. You don't think they can make the playoffs? No. You don't think so? No, they're about they're about the eleventh in eleventh place right now. Right. With with the with LeBron back, I think the Lakers so, will. So say it's the say Lakers it's, will the Lakers will bounce out the Clippers, and I think the top eight is what it will be. So the really so they with the Lakers moving March, up to like first five. week of March they get Porzingis back, and it's Porzingis, uh, trying you know trying to put on a show, putting you know showing the world that he is Porzingis. Uh, you don't think Tim they have Hardaway a shot? chucking up threes? Yeah, definitely. Well, if he plays, they might cut them. You might see him get cut right away. Him and uh, see, I think the Mavericks because they need players right now will keep him. Yeah, Dallas is Dallas right now is they're four and a half out. I I just don't know, man. Golden State's a lock. Denver's a lock. Oklahoma, Portland, San Antonio, Houston, Utah, Clippers, Lakers. Tough. I mean. And the Clippers are probably going to drop out with the Lakers now with LeBron. And LeBron's probably – I mean, I could see the Lakers going up with LeBron back up to the three seed. Right. I mean, that's where they were before LeBron got right. hurt. So it's it's going to be tough for Dallas. If Dallas was in the East, I tell you, me, they're going to make the playoffs. Right. But uh, And go on tough. a run. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be tough for Dallas this year. But I think Dallas has set themselves up. If Perzingis can stay healthy, him and Luka – can be really good. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. But that's a lot of draft picks that the Mavericks gave away. They don't have that draft pick this year. Yeah. Then they won't have it again in two years and then again in two years. So the Mavericks are really banking on this. It seems like well, a I get little it. bit of a risk. Dallas just, I mean, I, I guess Cuban has realized that Dallas really just isn't a free agent. Like, Maybe. Destination. Yeah. And he needed to trade it for, for Przingis because it just hasn't worked for them in free agency. Well, now maybe they are a free agent destination because they have a max, they have a max contract yeah. And available. if this kid Luca keeps playing the way he is, people will want to play with him. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I mean, I can't tell you, you know, you, if you Google him, the, especially if you go through Twitter, if you search his name on Twitter, the amount of all you know, incredible Hall of Fame basketball players that are showering praise on that yeah. kid. It's really incredible, and it's funny. You know, Cuban, as much as he is a you know a basketball fan and a basketball owner, he's a businessman, and having Luca and Perzingis on his team increases his value because of the European. Yeah, you know, all those eyeballs on his team. Sure, obviously, and he's known that for years with Dirk. Right, that does make sense. That does make sense. He should he should try to figure out how to get a non-European white guy to be his centerpiece. <laughs> <laughs> that that being said, I mean you should diversify. Mark Cuban, let me give you some business advice. My uh, <laughs> you should diversify your model a little bit. My friend James, who uh, used to write in, uh, said something really racist uh, this week. He was like, "Oh, the Mavericks have three white guys. Maybe I should start rooting for them." Oh, wow. That's and I was terrible. like, well, if you're going to go by that, maybe you should be a Patriots fan. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That's gross. It was gross. I didn't know if he meant it the way he meant it. He's not like that. Me and James got our, uh, our $300 Super Bowl box today. Score change. We got fucking Rams 4, Patriots 2. Ugh. Oh. Ugh. 
I mean, I need I need it to be like the Rams fourteen, Patriots six, and the yeah. Patriots score a touchdown. That's and tough. It's tough. Fourteen. I'm hoping the final score is uh, that the Patriots are winning thirty two thirty one with three seconds left, and the Rams kick a field goal thirty four thirty two. Not good. No. I mean, that's the thing though. Is Super Bowl Super Bowl scores are you crazy. Never know. You never know. I mean, it's I've seen some bizarre things in the past. I've had seven and seven probably 10 times and I don't think I've ever won. Yeah. I I won on 7-7 seven seven one year uh Steelers Arizona. Yeah. That was a while. However, ago. it would have been 7-7 seven seven at halftime. Do you and I would have won 10 oh, grand. Yeah. Wow. And that fucking guy who Harrison ran 99 right. yards back. Right. Insane. That was a good game. That was one of the best games ever. Uh all right, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, football peripherally. So, so Tom, Tony Romo, apparently, the, I guess the media is sick of talking about the actual teams. They love Tony Romo. Tony Romo is getting so much press this week. <laughs> has anyone had a better like after football yeah. career than Tony Romo? Like post career so transition, it's like, been un, it's been kind of incredible. I mean, I guess him and A Rod, because A Rod has become golden. Too. Well, it took a couple of years for A Rod. It took a couple of years, but people love A Rod now. People do love A-Rod I mean, now. I think well, he's dating J-Lo. People love J-Lo. They love J-Lo, but I think people respect how honest A-Rod has become. It yeah. took him a long time, but... He seems o- very comfortable... He seems very comfortable... As A-Rod now. Yes. I think he was never comfortable... I gotta be honest. As much as he enjoyed being Yankee, I think he was uncomfortable in that situation because of Jeter. Yeah, he got he got forced out of a shortstop. You know, and just... He, he, he was never going to be Jeter. And I think now he's in a real comfortable spot... And I think most people liked A-Rod. I always liked A-Rod. I like, liked A-Rod. I had no problem with him. I mean, he got it's difficult in New York when you play for a New York team like the Yankees, especially the Yankees. If you do anything no matter what you do, the media is going to take it and turn it against you. Yes. No matter what happens publicly, if you are anybody besides Cheater, <laughs> they are going to take... You remember when that whole gift basket thing with Jeter came out? If that would have been A-Rod, they, people would have lost their fucking minds. The, I mean, the it came out in the media that if a girl slept over at Jeter's house, he had a, like a gift basket what ready. signed baseball. Signed baseball. <laughs> I'm sure a fine array of cheeses. <laughs> Most Maybe of, some some girls got really mad. I, I heard like some of them got the same gift basket. I guess like one right. would go over again and get the same one, and she would be really upset. Right, and he would be like, "You've been here before." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, that's the thing. Anybody in the New York media, you get you get crucified no matter what you do. And I think maybe we he was just being you know posited unfairly to us yes. as uh as sports fans uh it seems like it anyway because now like that viral video that came out where the woman says are you dating j-lo that was great and he plays it for a while and he's like no and he's like let me see and he's like oh that guy's handsome well did you see uh this week uh, i know too much about this but j-lo put a, an amazing picture of herself on it instagram and j-lo does look amazing at her age and Puff Daddy uh, had like googly eyes, the hot eyes. And oh, A Rod, right after Puff Daddy wrote that, like Puff Daddy's trying to get back in, A Rod put put something with a, like baseball bat and stuff. Really? Yeah. So so wow. A Rod throwing some shade at Diddy, being like, "Nope, that's my girl, baby." Wow, look at that. 
I mean, that would be a fun UFC matchup. A Rod would fuck Diddy up. A Rod versus Diddy. A Rod would fuck Diddy up. There'd be like a guy in Diddy's corner holding an umbrella. <laughs> Uh, A-Rod's a big dude. He is. Um, anyway, back to Tony Romo, uh, which is where we started. I don't know how we got to A-Rod. Well, we got to them because A-Rod and Tony both are great. Right. And now, like, they tell yeah, how it is. Absolutely. Um, I mean, that's the thing is, so, but, so Tony starts out predicting plays at, when he hits the broadcast booth. And then for some reason, you know, everybody is saying he was told to stop. Um, which doesn't make any sense to me. Why would you do that, first of all? It, it is fun uh, to watch when he says, okay, watch this. He's going to throw it to Gronkowski right here. Yeah. Like, that's fun no, to watch. No, it's great. I love it. Me too. Everyone loves it. Like No one doesn't like it's it. It's the first time, I think, in for my whole life, besides John Madden and Pat Summerall, that I've actually enjoyed I, listening to someone. I mean, and that's... Uh, and Al Michaels, of course. That's saying a lot for his... Uh, broadcast partner because nobody bores me oh jim nance is great nobody bores me to death like jim nance i like jim nance you and he's, john sick with the the hate of listen jim nance. i don't hate him there are, he just doesn't do anything like it's i i don't know what jim nance is like as a person and i've heard him talk i think he's a great guy for so many hours of my life i've heard him talk see i guess he's I, probably everybody says i guess he's i great. like jim nance because he's always on uh He's always for years been on Mike and the Mad Dog. Right. So I have okay. a little bit more of a human aspect with him. For years, he was on Mike and the Mad Dog. Mad Dog hasn't existed for how long now? Eight years? Eight years. But, I, but I'm but i saying for years, like I been, I watched, <laughs> I dreamily listened to and all. And what was he like when he was on Mike and Amazing. the Mad Dog? Amazing. Like, just great. Like he. It, like the salt of the earth. Like joking around? Or joking just around, like, like just knowledgeable. I mean, his father was an announcer too. Right. And he, I mean, Jim Nance can cover any sport. Absolutely. And that's. And does. And he does. covers all the sports. You know, and I, I, I appreciate him. Again, I'm one of those guys. I like Nance. I like Joe Buck. I like Joe Buck too. I mean, I think they get really bad raps. I have an issue with Aikman sometimes, but yeah. I think he does an okay job. I'm very happy that fucking Gruden's gone. Yeah, we all are. Like, like God. Gruden and uh, what's his name who hosts uh, the NFL this week on Showtime uh, oh, who, who got bounced by Tony Romo, um, former New York Giants. Fucking, oh, Phil Simms is great. Phil Simms sucks. Phil Simms is a Phil good guy. Phil Simms, I do not like Phil Simms. Phil Simms is a good guy. It doesn't matter if he's a good guy or not. I'm not saying that I want him to get hit by a car. I just don't want to hear him talk. Oh, but you don't like the Boomer and Phil, like, commentary on inside the nfl no i don't i really don't no no i like phil i don't like phil i phil do you, do you like chris collinsworth yeah i do like chris okay. collinsworth i like phil no i don't I like him i think you like phil because of your sports allegiance no i understood that it was time for phil to to lose that job as a play-by-play -play. yeah but i think phil is it was good. late i think phil it was is, a few years too late but i think phil is really good in the studio no, I don't think so. I don't think he's the the level of insight he adds. Honestly, compared to Not whoever like else they have that week, the guest, he always says the obvious thing. I like Phil. Like he's the obvious guy. I like Phil. I like Boomer. I mean, listen, I know you're not going to like when Eli's in the in the booth too. I hope Eli's great. I would love to see Eli come out. Eli's going to sort of like up. sort of like how we, Eli's going to wind up on ESPN. We sort of knew he's definitely going to wind up somewhere, but. I mean, he's so sort of reserved and shy. But he's—I don't know how much 
I just want to see broadcasting career he's got. I don't know, bro. I think he'll be a studio guy. Like I think I could see him on count NFL countdown, like going at it with like Rex Ryan and stuff. I think he'll be funny in that spot. They'll definitely have him and his brother do something every week. I mean, that would be good, I think, but I still think it would be Peyton mostly running that show. Oh, I don't know. Eli, Eli's a funny guy, man. He's fucking weird. Uh, he's, he's a weird funny. guy. Eli is funny. People, like, I remember hearing a story where somebody... Come on, that, that somebody Saturday was like skit when he's, when he's doing, like, the NFL with the little kids. That was Peyton. That was Peyton? Yeah. Okay, Eli did something <laughs> like that. <laughs> I know Eli oh, did one. That's a win. That's a win for John. Oh, I know Eli did one that's really funny. No. Come on. Eli has the NFL. T- he has one. That that's- one where Peyton does it with little kids is absolutely hysterical. He the hits funny. the kid with the football. <laughs> that's one of the funniest he's, things. He's drinking in front of the kids. It's absolutely hysterical. <laughs> it's one of the funniest things ever. That's the thing. Is I really like Peyton. His ability, like, I'm I'm sick of the nationwide ads, but his he is funny. He's a great SNL host. The I don't know why. ads are. I don't know why he. I mean, it's still good. Like he's still doing a good job. It's just enough. We enough. I think he needs to be. Why isn't he on a broadcast team? Why isn't he doing? I mean, he's got to be. Nobody wants him to. Well, Payton, I mean, Peyton does the ESPN stuff. I don't think Peyton wants to be. He on does anal. Uh, he's an analyst. Yeah, I don't think he wants to be on a broad. I just. I don't think he wants that. I. I think. Honestly, what is he doing? I don't know. You know, it's speaking of when Tom Brady's career is over, he has no broadcast, right? He's just I like Tom, but well, he, you think he's like Joe Montana, right? Just not enough personality. I don't think so. I mean, here's the thing. Remember, remember. Do you remember when NBC tried to push Joe Montana? Yeah, I do. And it just it was a f- complete failure. He started the same year as Phil Sims. But if you think about when Tom Brady was like a rookie, um. Maybe like his first three years when he was weird and funny and sharp and like in it. I mean, he's in the. He had a personality then and he was like, he was a great interview. We all know Tom is with the Illuminati now. Right, exactly. (laughs) And the, the, the reality is now whatever personality that he had was pounded out of him by Bill Belichick, making him earn his job every week for this you know many years and rings and everything else what did those rings cost you tom i thought you were gonna say giselle pounded it out of him (laughs) (laughs) i don't think so (laughs) i think that after the career in football is over it's one of those things where he was like i was doing this before we met as soon as he's done giselle is in charge of whatever he does next so if it's like uh you know building models with his kids if it's you know whatever it is running her charity he's gonna do that i mean i don't see him being great in the booth we're we're probably gonna get some shit about this and i can't wait i want to hear i want to see these emails i want to see actual uh like facts about how tom brady is cool um i do know that um, I heard him in an interview about a year and a half ago, and he said he hadn't had a beer in three years. And they were like, do you not like beer? And he's like, no, I like beer. And then they just moved on to something else. Well, didn't him and Colbert have a beer on? Yeah, I think they did. I I saw him on video drink a yes. beer. But I'm sure that the amount of uh, pliability exercises he did after that was disgusting i mean listen he uh he's doing he's doing well in terms of uh 
he had a good week. I love that video with him in Gronk with the bad boys for life after the game. Like, I did not. Fun. I thought that was a, uh, I think this is Gronk's last game, by the way. Yeah, I think so, too. I think the way he was speaking this week, I really think it's it's his last game. And guess what? Gronk is going to have a job wherever he wants. He can it. do whatever he wants. Movies, wrestling, well, analysts. Gronk's going to wind up in a rock movie. I guarantee he's going to be a, he's going to be an action hero. Did you ever see that Howie Long movie where he's a fireman? The Howie Long movie with Sylvester Stallone? Uh, no. Because there's one with uh, oh, is it Sylvester? Howie Long's a bad guy. No, Howie Long is the good guy in this, and he there's a scene where he's driving a dirt okay. bike through a forest on fire, and he starts a chainsaw by throwing the chainsaw and holding on to the cord, and it starts, and he catches it in his hand, and then he throws it at a guy. Ooh, okay. I mean, it's pretty good. Fuck. There's a movie with Howie Long. But the Long. movie is absolute garbage. There's a movie with that Howie Long. That scene was good. That he's the bad, one of the bad guys. Like, not the, the main guy. Was it Broken guy? Arrow? Mm, with maybe. John Travolta? Maybe. Ain't it cool? Like, uh, don't shoot at the nuclear missiles. Like, Maybe that was it? Yeah. I can't think, but I know Howie Long's been a couple. But I think Gronk's going to have a great career afterwards. I think that it's not going to be movies. I don't think he can act. I don't. I think that he'll be great in a booth. The thing that I'm worried about is he'll uh, do like a lot right at the beginning and just burn out, and then we'll never hear from Gronkowski again. Like 10 years uh, after, it'll be like, Hey, this is my boat. Like, and it'll. <laughs> Who wants it'll, to go on my cruise with me? <laughs> yeah, and it, it'll be literally him, like six, like strange, broken women in bikinis, and him with like a great big beer gut, like just trolling around the keys. I would love to be best friends with him. <laughs> uh, he's a big. Uh, he grew up a big Syracuse fan. Yes. He's from uh, outside of Buffalo, correct? Correct. Grew up a big Syracuse football and basketball fan. I know that because what college did he go to? I can't remember, but one of my friends. Did he go to Buffalo? No. No. Was at that college and uh, for a weekend and he was wearing a Syracuse uh, jacket and the guy and Gronkowski uh, picked him as his beer pong partner. Um, oh, that had to be fun. Because, and he said that not only did they win all night long, but Gronkowski could could drink, oh, he went to Arizona, of course, could drink more and just maintain. Oh, dude. the night the He was taking shots, he was drinking all kinds of beer, and he was just the exact same. So this was a few years ago, me and my buddies were Which at Bounce. Which is wild as hell. Apparently. Me and my buddies were at Bounce, and the Patriots were on their bye week. And Gronk, Edelman, and Danny Amendola were, were right sitting right next to us. What's Bounce? I don't know. Bounce is so Bounce is a club in the city, West Twenty First and Sixth, and basically you go there to watch the games. Oh. But during the commercials, it's a club, so you just get like <laughs> the hottest girls there, and it's it's a lot of. There's fun. like dancing in the commercials. Yeah, and then after the games, after the games, it just becomes a straight out club, and there's they always have a table full of sapphire strippers, like it's insane. But Gronk was in there fucking going wild. Really? It's actually, that day was the day I decided I would never wear a football jersey of anyone younger than me again. Because there were like some schmucks in there wearing a Gronk jersey, you know, to the, like my age. And there's Gronk. And I just felt like, the I feel like you reach a certain age, you should only wear players that when you were a kid, you idolized. That makes sense, honestly. Do you get like, like do it's you get like, that, you're, like taking, you're taking like a child 
you're taking somebody younger than you and you're elevating like you're wearing them yeah. so i won't wear it's like are you not enough that you have to be yes yeah. so like, so i won't wear like a degrom or a noah mine always has to be of an older generation in terms of met jerseys or nick jerseys right just because it's just i don't know that made me feel dirty yeah i could see that um, However, if Zion is the first pick, I might get that one just to hang it up in the rafters of my apartment that I don't have. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, pick you don't have in an apartment you don't have. <laughs> oh, that's a sad story. Um, well, anyway, regarding uh, Tony Romo and his ability to call these plays, um, he's going to be a coach. Wade Phillips said this week that uh, when asked what his plan was to stop the Patriots, he said his plan is to get an earpiece with Tony Romo in it to tell him what's going to happen before each play, <laughs> which is a good strategy from Wade. Yes. Um, I mean, that is interesting, right? Hey, Should they be watching the broadcast on the sidelines? Speaking, so- speaking of Wade, yeah, I heard a really interesting stat today on the fan, not from the fan, but from a Houston radio station. Kimberly Jones said it. Belichick in his career is 17 and 16 against the Wade Phillips coach team. So a defensive coach team. So that's interesting. That right? is interesting. I would take that. I would That's I, going honestly, back like even before he was a head, like this is going but whenever him and Wade Phillips when he was a head coach you mean. Yeah. Or even before Wade Phillips when he was defensive a anything. 17 and 16. Um I'm looking for any statistic that justifies me betting yeah. on the Rams. Oh god. That's know, what I'm looking I for. I know I'm going to regret. Um so so far 77% of the bets when I checked actually I I got that number last night so I'm not sure if that's How's the shark like money? It. Like have you checked that? Yeah, I have. The shark money is uh mostly on the Rams right now. See, that's what I wanted to hear. That's all I wanted to hear. I don't care about where all the money they is. They don't have a lot yet because people aren't going to put their Has better actually X, you know what it, it probably by tomorrow we'll be able to look at where the sharks are did but, better x bet uh remember the guy who bet the eagles last year yeah um i follow uh, a twitter page that covers better x i don't think he tweets himself but they cover uh better x and i haven't seen anything yet from him um i've have on twitter i follow a lot of these football these uh, professional gamblers in vegas and a lot of them are picking the patriots a lot um, there are very few that are picking the Rams, and no. that's crazy considering that when the line came out, the Rams were favored. Um, the line immediately switched because of uh, how inundated they were with Patriots bets. Now the line is it's still two and a half. Um, it will probably go to three. At some point. Uh, tomorrow. I would say on the Saturday before the Super Bowl, it will go to three. See, I think it'll go before, like an hour before the game. I think it'll, I think it'll stay where it is, and maybe there'll be a, a, a late push. I mean, you, I mean, when are most Super Bowl bets placed? An hour before the game? I don't know. I don't know. It's, uh, it's gonna be interesting, man. Uh, I don't know about that on the rover. I'm staying away from it. Yeah, I don't like it either. Uh, I honestly, I don't like any of it right now. I mean, here's my thing. We talked two weeks ago. I said I wasn't going to bet both of those games because I didn't know what would happen, and I said I would bet the overs in both. If I would have just bet the overs, I would have went one and one. Mm-hmm. However, I bet with my heart, and I went with the Saints and the Chiefs when my head told me Rams and Patriots. Uh-huh. And this is what's strange here is my heart tells me the Patriots. Right. My my head tells me the Rams, man, and I just if Donald and Sue. And this defense can play the way they are. I get it. The Patriots are the Patriots, and they're probably going to be calm, 
and relaxed. I just think that the Rams should be able to win this game with Gurley. And Let me say this. I, I was watching Sue. Uh, I, I fell into a deep uh, interview you know, wormhole watching all of these interviews. I watched all these Sue interviews uh, yesterday, and he seems as clear-eyed and as on the ball as I've ever seen him. And he was on the Dolphins for a long time, and I watched him get interviewed by the Dolphins, and he seemed like he wasn't having it. Um, he seemed distant. He seemed like he wasn't engaged in every single interview to the point where I just thought that's how he was. I saw him in interviews this week. He seems fully engaged. He seems like a completely different guy. He seems like he's having fun. And, I mean, going to the Super Bowl is probably pretty fun. Uh, that being said, it's a completely different level of body language. Like, everything about him seems different. Um, I think that that's a sign. I mean, he's one of the guys that can buy himself in the NFL, not just on the Rams or in the Super Bowl. He's one of the guys that can buy himself change a game. And guess what? He can buy himself a fucking huge contract because he's a free agent next Definitely. year. If he has a big game. And I think Donald's going to be a difference. Uh, Here's the thing. If you're Belichick and there's one guy to neutralize across defense and offense on the Rams, it's Donald, right? Yeah. And here's the thing. We'll know, I think, pretty quick how this game is going to go. If the Patriots, like if Brady's snapping back and he's not getting rid of that ball quick, to me, that favors the Rams. That means the Rams have the right coverage and that – at some point, they're going to get to Brady. If Brady, in like three seconds, still has that ball in his hand... He's not at, going to. At some point, Brady's going to go down a lot. Here's the thing that, to me... Um, here's the Here are the decisions that the Rams are going to have to make about how they cover the Patriots' offense. offense rather. Um, are they going to put more men in the box to rush the quarterback and to block the run? Or are they going to protect against what Brady has done for the last month when the Patriots have looked like a completely different team and stop that quick release flat pass to either side? You know what I mean? Yes. Are they going to focus? Because they can't do both. I don't think they can do both and maintain a presence downfield. So what's going to happen? What are they going to show? I think the first quarter is going to be very interesting because I think that what they show in the first quarter is going to be how they play the first half. And I think it's going to be um, an innovation. I think it's going to be separate from how they've played up until now in this season. Um, but I also think that it's going to give us insight on how they're going to play in the second half because in the second half, I think it's going to be completely different. Well, here's the thing, too. I know we all know the Patriots, coin toss, are going to call heads because the guy's always going to call heads. The Rams right. win that toss. They have to take the ball. They have to dictate this game. I really think that that's, that's an interesting important. point. I mean, that's the thing is the Patriots are going to defer. No, oh, see, I think the Patriots will take it. When I was the last time they took the ball? Uh... Starting uh, week uh, last week, they took it against the Chiefs. Quick, I think the Patriots are going to take the ball. I do. I think the I think both teams will try to take the ball and dictate the game. And I, what stinks is, the Patriots in in the past have had really bad first quarters in the Super Bowl. And I think the only way I and know, second quarters. I know, like this is you know this is going to sound silly, but the Rams need to do what the Eagles did last year, and get a lead. 
and and really try to dictate that game. My only fear is that if the Patriots had the lead early, that that game will that the Rams will be playing catch up and it'll never work in the Rams' favor. Listen, we're going to see punts in this game. Oh, I think we're definitely going to see punts. We're going to see punts. This isn't going to be like last year. I know we've had the highest scoring year ever, but I I really think this game, I don't know where the other rover will lie, but there'll be some punts. There'll be a quarter where we don't score a lot, and maybe there'll be a quarter where it goes crazy. Right. But uh, I don't. I just, to me, if the Rams play the right game, and listen, the Patriots are the it's the best coach ever. It's the best quarterback ever. What the Patriots do every week is amazing. Where they just rip up a fucking, they rip up their playbook. Yeah. And they make a brand new one every week is a different week, and they have an advantage over everyone. But I think this kid Sean McVay is really smart. Uh, I think the Rams have a ton of talent. And boy, I think it's going to be a great game. And I'm hoping, hoping that the Rams pull it out. I really am because I have a decent amount of money on them. Really? You did go with them? Oh, yeah. So I have, I have th- three parlays. Every other game has already won. I actually won last night on the Sixers beating the Warriors. Oh, really? So I have a, a $200 that bet. That must pay well. It does. It was a $200 bet, uh, the Sixers and the Rams to win 1000 Wow. I have another one that's a $300 bet to win 1000 Just need the Rams to win. And the last one, which is 250 to win 600 So I'm risking 850 to win 2600 on the Rams. I will probably, before the game, put 850 on the Patriots. Just a hedge? Just so I can't lose any money on the game. Because I'm going to probably <laughs> lose. So funny. Because I'm probably going to lose all of my boxes, and that's over two grand already. So the yeah. way all the fucking numbers I have, two, four, three, two, Fuck myself. I got a lot of boxes, too. It's going to be uh, a shame. And I'll tell you, I'm going on vacation in uh, a few months, and if I don't win any of the boxes, it's not going to be as good of a vacation. <laughs> I I mean, I, I'm in the $20 box. I won't get in the 10 just because I don't – to even win it, I, I don't even want it. I'm done with boxes. Anything I've, I've pet, done. I've got I've – got, Way more boxes than I wanted to buy. Oh God, dude! I think way more. I'm in for. I'm in for almost like two grand in boxes. Are you serious? Yeah. That one that you're in is a big one, though. That's right? a three hundred. I'm in two three hundred dollar ones. Oh I'm my in, God! Just one box? Yeah. That's but, fucking tough, man. It's a hundred. But if it hits, it's one in a hundred. It is. Listen, it would be okay if I wasn't a degenerate and bet fucking too much on the other games but so wait how many though how many chances do you have to win you have each quarter and then you have what are there any well other? one of them is a score change so it a was 300 change. every score change they actually lowered it this year it mm-hmm. used to be 15 it's down to a thousand which makes sense with the more scoring where you'd want the final to have a little bit more right so it's basically giving you even if there's 25 scores right there's still a d- five grand in the pot for everybody right. at the end so We'll see. Um, I'm excited. It's going to be fun. I, I'm. This is going to be the first year where I'm really just betting the game. I don't see myself. There's a couple of props I like. I'm, I'm thinking of taking uh, Donald and Sue to, for MVP or Gurley. I'm not sure yet. They're all Gurley's plus twelve hundred. Yeah. Donald and Sue are probably plus like twenty eight hundred. Yeah, very high. Very high. And I'm, I'm thinking of maybe trying to pick the total points instead of betting the under over, but like last minute trying to bet like 50 to 50 to 52 
and that plays like plus 500, like something silly like that. I would take Sue over Darnold just because of what we talked about yeah. before. And I like, I think Gurley's going to go over. The, the, on the over for Gurley, total odds is 100. I think Gurley's going to have a good game. I don't think that they're going to spend a ton of time uh, game planning for Gurley just because he has been uh, not as effective uh, lately, and there are too many weapons uh, for the Rams. Um it's going to be really it's going to be interesting to see this game unfold from these two coaches. Yes. I mean, that's to me is the most exciting thing. All right, let's uh let's we're about to finish. So, let's just real quick don't think about it too much. Just go through what you predict to happen on this game in this game. Just don't don't analyze, just go through what Defenses are going to do what offenses are going to do, and then how that's going to project into a win for either side. I project that uh, I already bet it that Gurley that the Rams will score a, the first touchdown will be a rushing touchdown. I think the Rams are going to go downfield and take control of the game, and I think the defense for the Rams is going to hit Brady. Uh, they're going to get at him. I don't think the Patriots obviously are going to fold at any at any point, but I'm start. I, I really think it's going to be. Mid, it's going to be like a, at halftime, let's say 14 10 okay. around there. And uh, yeah, man, I, I think in the end, the Rams are going to make one big play or going to make Brady's going to throw an interception or there's going to be a fumble. And I see the Rams winning 27 21. Wow, low scoring. I don't think it's going to be that high scoring. How many field goals? So 27 uh, 21. I'm not betting the under over. So, right. But I'll, I'll, I'll if the Rams are going to win, I think it has to be a game where maybe it's a little low scoring. I think the winning team is going to have in the mid-40s. I think it's going to be right around 45. Okay. Um, and I, right now, looking at it, I have spent the last two weeks uh, trying to figure out a way to convince myself that the Patriots are going to lose this football game. And as a result, I don't think that I can make a prediction. <laughs> this is what I want to see from the Rams. I want to see them run the ball all the time, up the gut, and throw deep balls on first and second down. I want them to go for the end zone every single first down, the entire game. I want Gurley to have one of the great days that a running back has had in a Super Bowl. Um, he has all the tools to do it. The Rams have the offensive line to do it. Um, all they need to do is execute uh, when it comes down to the assignments in the box. I think that they can do that. Uh, that being said, what I see from the, what I predict from the Patriots are they're going to come out with an incredibly versatile defense because they're going to be worried about what McVay draws up. Right, they're going to come out and they're going to have relief valves for Brady all over the place. They're going to have a guy in the flat. They're going to have a guy down the field. What I think that uh, Belichick is going to do is he's going to go for the jugular early and often. He's going to, you know, this. I don't think in the first half he's going to play like he has lately, where he has these methodical uh, first down drives that last for ten, twelve minutes. I don't think he's. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think he's going to be going for the receivers much more often than he has uh, maybe this players. entire season. Um, that being said, he's thin at receiver. 
So I would say it's going to be on the shoulders of Edelman. If Edelman's first quarter isn't uh, spectacular, uh, look for him to have a spectacular fourth quarter. Uh, I think Gronkowski is going to be uh, blocking uh, for the first half. I agree. And in the second half, he's going to be the way they get first downs and the way they push the ball down the field. I think it's going to come down to uh, the last five minutes. I think we're going to see a team get up two scores, and I think we're going to see another team uh, lose. And I am going to say that right now, my feeling is I think the Patriots. I think the Patriots are going to win. I know. I think they're going to win. I think it's going to be forty-five, and I think the Rams are going to be probably right around 28. Ooh, so you're thinking Listen, I think it's I think it'll be a closer game than that. Uh I think it'll be close until the fourth quarter, I'm, I think. I'm concerned the Rams again, will pull ahead in the I'm, fourth. I'm concerned with the Patriots uh their experience. Uh I kind of th- what what the only thing I'm really afraid of is that the Patriots, I mean, this to me is the stamp. Like, yeah, they've already stamped out the greatest, but they really want this one for Brady. They love him. Like, I've never seen yeah. a group of players love one guy so much. He's I mean, the greatest ever. Yeah. And, uh, again, it breaks my heart that I'm going to – that I'm vo- rooting against them. It'll be my first Super Bowl rooting against the Patriots, mm. not against the I've not never the not Giants. rooted against the Patriots. No. This is really hard for me. I think this has more. I blame AJ and him being a jerk-off. But uh, – <laughs> I just can't listen to him and Capone anymore. I'll tell you what. Next week, no matter what happens, we're going to have AJ and we're going to have Capone on the podcast uh, to talk about the Super Bowl, uh, win or lose. I'll tell you what. If they win, it's going to be very difficult. If they lose, AJ owes me 200, so I'm excited. Well, uh, that's it. You heard our predictions. One more thing from Vinny. I want to ask you, will there be a two-point conversion in the game? No. Okay, I think there will be. You think McVeigh's going to go for it? I, I, I do think at some point there'll be a two-point conversion. I don't think I don't think so. And I'm sorry, one more question. Who gets the most touches on the Patriots? White or? Michelle. Michelle? Sony Michelle's going to have a day, I think. Um, I think White is the more versatile back. I think he's going to catch the ball. And uh, first touchdown, if you had a guy. Uh, I think it's going to be a running... Touchdown. Okay, we agree so on that. I think it's either, but that's the thing is if well, the, what you could do, what I'm going to do, I'm actually putting a hundred on Patriots first touchdown rushing and Rams first touchdown a hundred. Yeah, it's plus five hundred each way. So I think that's definitely going to be what happens. Yeah. Both sides. Um, all right, that's going to wrap it up. One quick thing that we haven't talked about this all season: the advertising during football games. Up until now, now it's the Super Bowl, so it's going to be you know crazy. But Alita Battle Angel, how many times have you seen the commercial for Alita Battle that Angel? That movie looks so bad. And that's the thing is, do you have any interest in seeing the movie Alita Battle Angel? No, it's bizarre. It's like they have human actors and then they have CGI battle angels. I mean, that's crazy. The other one is Roman, which went from like six months ago being advertised on shitty podcasts I listen to and now Roman is like that company is worth like a billion dollars they're advertised it's a way for you to get boner pills without going to a doctor or a pharmacist I mean that's okay 
<laughs> I'd rather watch that shitty Clint Eastwood movie with Susan Sarandon that I fucking hated as a kid. Uh, Bridges, Bridges over Madison, Bridges of Madison County. Yeah, then watch fucking Alita, whatever the fuck it is. Well, it's not Susan Sarandon; it's Meryl Streep. Oh, I thought it was always thought of Susan Sarandon. No. Oh, Meryl- she's in Pink Cadillac. Oh, with- Pink Cadillac. Well, Pink Cadillac's a good movie. No, I oh, like Bridges of Madison County. It's a good movie. Terrible movie. Pink Cadillac's a fun movie. All right, uh, we do not uh, advertise for either Roman or Alita Battle Angel yet. But maybe someday uh, we'll hit the big money and pull one of the, those uh, fine, fine companies. Can't wait to in. see the Big Lebowski commercial. Oh yeah, yeah. There's going to be a lot of good ads, and I hope Eli's back. Maybe Eli. And- I think Eli's going to be back. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Yes. Um, all right, that's going to wrap it up for our pre-Super Bowl podcast. Uh, everybody enjoy the game. I'm very excited about this Super Bowl, more than I was for last year's Super Bowl, which ended up having a better result than I anticipated. But just the same, this should be a fun one. I hope I am wrong. Uh, as always, thank you to the phenomenal Josh Archer. New adjective this week. Um Thanks to AJ. We, uh, especially Vinny, shit all over you this entire podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that. Um, And that's going to do it. Oh, also thanks to our sponsor, Draft.com. They do have uh, live drafts going uh, right now for the Super Bowl. It's the last time that you can do a live draft on football this season. You should definitely do it. Also, uh, it is an incredible amount of fun to do NBA drafts uh go in against strangers pick three t- three players pick five players they have all the options it's a lot of fun um it is addicting um and i am back up to even um after having lost for the first uh two-thirds of the football season um via betting on nba uh and in the previous weeks some nfl items it's always fun to do things with strangers <laughs> Take your word for it, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Vinny's got to get out of here. There's a glory hole with his name on it. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everyone, to another week of If I Was a Betting Man!